0: Hey guys, this is Dana Murdoch from Seven Valley CrossFit. In this week's episode, I interviewed Molly and Draco. I thought Molly would be a good addition to our podcast series during this habit challenge because next week's challenge is to be more present when we're around people that we care about, close friends and family. Molly has unique insight into being able to create quality family time She comes from a family of nine children, and she also has a little family herself now. Molly's also the lead singer in a band, Molly and the Badly Bent Bluegrass Boys. She's a teacher at St. Mary's Elementary School, the organizer and director and founder of Porch Fest, among many other responsibilities. In this episode, Molly shares with us some ways that she still manages to find some quality family time with her little family and her big family, as she calls it. Enjoy. Hey, Molly! Thanks for coming here today to chat with me. Thanks for having me, Dana. This is wonderful. I'm so happy yeah. to be. I'm honored. Awesome. I'm honored. This is really cool.
1: It's fun to feel so professional with you.
0: Yes, very very professional on a podcast. So Molly, before we get into talking about being more present and quality family time, can you just give us a little introduction um, to yourself, including maybe your background, your education, or maybe even what it was like growing up in a house with nine children?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I thought a lot about the nine kids thing recently because I never was in the house with all nine of us since the youngest was born when I was a senior in college. We never all, like, were under the same roof. But I was under the same roof with seven other siblings. Mm -hmm. So um, growing up in a huge family was definitely a weird thing for other people to see, but obviously never felt weird to me Mm because that's how I grew up. And, you know, we never had personal space. We had one shower,
0: Mm
1: -hmm. one-and-a-half bath, (laughs) share a bedroom, so, like college was a breeze for me. Having a roommate was not really an adjustment. So, that was good. No, but you know, family life was wild and loud and really easy for an extroverted person like me. <laughs> and, you know, I had his challenges, of course. And now that I have a small family of my own, I look back on that and think,
0: how did I survive that? <laughs> that was Can crazy. you imagine having <clears throat> nine children?
1: No. Your mother is amazing. I have so much more respect for my mom now. There's two things I realized when I first had, when I had my own children. One was like, I can't believe my mom loves me this much. Mm -hmm. Like once I had my baby. It's like, I can't believe my own mother loves me like this. And two was like, she did this nine times. She's insane. She's a wonder woman. She's a wonder woman. And she looks good. She does. She just turned 60.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Set Yesterday, ships, two days ago. Yeah. So yeah. do you have any um, favorite memories that <clears throat> stick out in your mind of being in the house with everybody or almost everybody? I mean, Christmas time stands out. Mm-hmm. But everything,
1: like, we're not an Italian family. We're an Irish family. But everything revolves around food. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like, we're always sitting around the dinner table or playing cards around the dinner table or playing music like or at a barbecue in the backyard or playing sports out in the backyard. We played a lot of elimination. You were there for that in high yes, school. We played yes. a lot of a, a knockout in the backyard, or elimination or um I can't pick out one major thing. It was always a big deal when a baby came home.
0: Oh, <laughs> of course, that happened quite <laughs> that a happened bit. Frequently. <laughs> were there any certain like rituals that you guys would do when a new baby came home or traditions? No. Okay. Different no. with everyone.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, we moved when Maggie came home. That was the only time that happened. No. We just, you know, we didn't really, you know, I don't know. They would be in my parents' room and... Yeah. That was it. Yeah. Just... Bada boom! There's
0: a new baby here. Awesome! <laughs> if only it happened that quickly and easily. Bada boom! So, um, Molly, part of our 2019 habit challenge that we're running here at the gym is to try to change the way we interact with our phones and mm-hmm. with the people around us. More mm-hmm. specifically, um, people that we care about. So, we're challenging our members to stay off their phones when they're around loved ones so most likely it's going to be during meal times for most people so kind of like a don't eat and scroll Mm -hmm. so important we're hoping to turn this into a habit that says that sends a message to our family and friends that you're more important than what's on my phone right now yeah so i guess i was wondering you know being from a huge family and always making sure you have time quality time with your family your your family that you have now. Um, do you have any ways that We call you, that my little family. Your little family. My little okay. family. And we say our prayers at night. Uh-huh. I say, I'm going to pray for my little family Okay, and for my big family. <laughs> my big family. That's great. That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. so, cool. um, so do you have any <clears throat> ways that you specifically keep track of screen time or limiting time on the screen so they get more quality time with your family? Yes. So, number one, well, growing up, my father had really
1: strict table manners. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it was always, like, elbows off the table, ask for things to be passed, no reading at the table, no toys at the table, no talking Mm -hmm. on, you know, not Mm -hmm. that phones were a thing when I was having dinner with my family as a kid, but if the phone rang during dinner, Mm -hmm. like, it was, you either didn't answer it or um, we told them we were eating dinner and we'd call them back later. Mm -hmm. So that started for me when I was a kid. And then when cell phones came into play, it's like a love hate thing. I mean, I liken a cell phone to like cavemen around a campfire mm-hmm. or a moth to a flame. We cannot keep our eyes off of them. We're biologically like just drawn to phones and they are the worst. Mm-hmm. They're great because they're so <laughs> fun to look at, but mealtimes, you cannot have a phone at mealtime. You really can't. I mean, I would leave it in a different room. Because I, if it buzzes, I want to look at it. Yep. Or, whatever. If my, I watch. I've what was this thing called, Apple Watch. Yep. If it buzzes, I want to stare at it. <clears throat> so I just can't even have the temptation at dinner time. I don't have as strict of di- dinner table rules or etiquette as my father did, but having that as my baseline, phones are banned from the table, for me and for my husband. And we have two. Both of you. Yeah, neither one of us is allowed to have a phone at the table. And um, mealtime is important. Like the art of conversation. Not that a three and a five year old give a hoot about the art of conversation, but they're learning to converse. Absolutely. And mealtime is a really essential time for growing and discussing and bonding as a family. Even though mealtime with a three and a five year old is the absolute worst. (laughs) it is the worst I like every day I'm cleaning
0: up from dinner and I'm like I hate dinner time. <laughs> well maybe that hatred will be short-lived and it'll get better as it'll be short mm-hmm. yeah and I'm not
1: going to wish it away no. I'll try not to no so yes limiting screen time we do meal. we no phones at mealtime mm-hmm. um I actually just put limits on my phone for social media um like I have the iPhone and they're, they're doing this thing now where they can track your screen time and every mm-hmm. week it sends you an alert or you can okay. limit your social media time to 15 minutes a day, mm-hmm. which I found out, holy cow, 15 minutes goes fast when you're staring at Instagram. It does. So I'm learning a lot about my screen time right now actually from that. But the dinner time was a big one. Um, the other thing I did this year was I took Facebook off. It's not an app. It's no longer an app on my phone. I don't want to go on Facebook anyways. Mm-hmm. But it's a professional need every now and again to go onto Facebook. So, um, But just the mindless scrolling mm-hmm. is gone because I don't have the app anymore. And Instagram is next to go. Ooh, that's going to be a tough one. I don't know if I can do it. <laughs> 2019 <laughs> resolutions. <laughs> oh, last one. Yes. I try to not look at my phone for an hour before bedtime. Ooh, good one. There's all kinds of studies that show your sleep is negatively impacted from screen time before bed. So no Kindle, no, if I'm going to read, it's going to be on paper and I'm not going to scroll. So, and it does, it does improve the quality of my sleep.
0: That's awesome. So when you switched to making it a point to not look at your phone before bed, did you, Put something else in place of that habit, like a paper book or doing yes, something different. Yes, a you paper did. book. Yep. Okay. And,
1: which is great because I wanted to read more, anyways, mm-hmm. and I found some good books in 2018, and I replaced reading with screen time.
0: Yeah, the, I think I think that's great, and it's it's really pertinent to this habit challenge. We're trying to change some habits, include some new ones, but change some others. And you know, as we're learning more about this, one of the like the most effective way to change a habit is just to replace the routine. Right. Put a paper book in your hand instead right. of that screen. You'll still get the same reward of getting to read before bed. Right. But you won't have the negative effects of that screen. It can even be Us Weekly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know you those magazines. I'm not saying it has Holly. to be Charlotte Bronte. <laughs> <laughs> Us
1: Weekly is also reading.
0: <laughs> All right. So, good. Thank you for those tips about screen time. Yeah. So, how about um, thinking about... Some ways to get more quality time with the people that we love. So our close friends and family. Do you have any tips for us there?
1: The first thing. This is my most important one. And I've thought a lot about this one. And it was a big deal in 2018. I was saying no to things that I didn't want to fill my plate with. And that is really hard. I don't know if it's like a me thing, a woman thing, a mom thing, an extra extrovert thing Mm -hmm. it's really hard for me to say no when people ask me to do things um and I learned to be better at that this year (laughs) I'm not gonna learn (laughs) I'm not gonna say I learned to perfect it I didn't perfect it but I'm getting better at it and it's really hard saying no Mm
0: -hmm.
1: because it's a lot of times it's things you want to do but like I have a young family Mm -hmm. and it's really easy to say it's not easy, but it's it simplifies things to be able to say I have a I have a young family and mm-hmm. I can't put that on my plate right now, mm-hmm. even though I want to. Think of me in the future.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's a great way to reply. Do you have an example of something that came up that you you know were able to say no to? Maybe someone asked you to do something. I do think it through.
1: Yeah, lots of them. <laughs> <laughs> Um, they were all really hard. I mean, it was a lot of it was like different volunteer things in town, like for community action programs or boards or things like that. And, um, for me, that's hard to say no to. I'm a big cheerleader for Cortland. Mm -hmm. And so when people are like, come help us with this thing for our community, my instinct is to say, hell yeah, let's go.
0: Come on.
1: (laughs) And I had to pull back the reins a little bit this year. I think we already touched on this one, eating dinner together. Mm -hmm. We eat dinner together as a family, our little family. We try pretty much every night. We really do. We eat dinner together a lot, and we cook dinner, and um, that's just a nice ritual. It's not the same as my family, my big family. Mm -hmm. It's not – like, ours was pretty regimented and – you know, like you knew what time dinner time was at and things like that. Or my mm-hmm. mom would at least ring the dinner bell and it would be, <laughs> you knew exactly what to expect. It's not quite that routine, but um, we do eat dinner together almost every night. Okay. Awesome. Um, we also have standing reservations for our family time. And this one is customizable. So Ted and I are in a band together and We make sure that we rehearse once a week, which is kind of a lot, I think. That's just me. (laughs) But it is nice that we have that once weekly reservation of time. Mm -hmm. Not that it's just me and Ted, but it is like improving the life of our family. It's like enriching our family life together because Ted and I play music together. Our kids are not around. Our band is. That's okay, but the kids like my kids know on Tuesdays grandma picks them up from school. They go over to my mom's for dinner. I pick them up at 8 after band practice. So that's customizable. If that's mm-hmm. date night for a couple or if that's family hike night or if that's whatever that is, that standing reservation has been really, really important. Like for our routine, <clears throat> we know what's coming for the week. Our kids know what's coming. And um just been very helpful.
0: Yeah, I think think it's great that you, you know, you mentioned something that you and your husband do together, the two of you, because, you know, as we know, it can be really hard to find time to like still cultivate that relationship that you guys have without children so i like that you mentioned it's (laughs) you and ted and and, the band and the band but something you guys can share together and the kids don't necessarily have to be there they don't have to be a part of it yeah um but you guys can do that as a couple so that's that's great that's a great tip
1: it's well yeah a lot of times people are like it's so great that your kids are being raised around music like yeah we kick them out every time we play music (laughs) they're not they're not really (laughs) no they they are but not as much as people think. My last tip for carving out family time, at least this is what works in our family. My kids are young. I have two boys. They're three and five. And they don't do
0: things. <laughs> <laughs> Could you elaborate on um, <laughs> don't do things? They don't ask me to do extracurricular activities. So like soccer, hockey, yeah. that type of stuff, right. sports curriculars exactly so what benefits do you think you as a family get from not involving your kids in a million activities
1: so I'm not so I this was like a hard one to talk about because I don't want to throw stone I'm not throwing stones at anybody some kids pester to do that stuff and I'm just really grateful my kids don't because Mm -hmm. if they did start to pester I would say okay we'll give whatever a try Mm -hmm. you know but um I'm not gonna I will not force them into anything, even mm-hmm. though I want those kids to play baseball. I want them to play <laughs> basketball. <laughs> I want them to be athletes, but they're not me yeah
0: they're
1: not I, i'm not an, they're not an extension of me, which is also like something that you have to come to realize um it ben it's it, that's everything in our family life because we have time for each other. Our kids need to sleep, yeah, they need to go to bed at eight o'clock at night. Or, you know, they're about this Christmas time. They're not going mm-hmm. to bed anytime near 8 o'clock right now. But we need to eat dinner. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't – I don't want to sit in the car in between two different practices and stuff a Happy Meal into their face. Not that a Happy Meal's bad every so often, but, like, that's just not the lifestyle that I want. And it's not the lifestyle that I'm going to advocate for my kids. Our kids being – like, we're
0: not overextended. Mm-hmm. because our children are not overextended awesome cool thanks for those tips um, so Molly I have some rapid fire questions yes. for you here so they don't need to be related to the topic they're just for fun they don't need okay. to be too serious Okay. so number one okay. what is one book that you've gifted to others the most or a book that's made a big impact in your life uh, this is so hokey don't laugh at me when I say this I love hokey the
1: life-changing magic of tidying up. Oh, I love that. It's, it's so good. It's
0: huge, yeah. I
1: recommend it to all of my friends, including Dana, I think. I have already, yeah. you've already recommended it. Yeah, it truly is life-changing. You organize your life.
0: Ah, oh, it's amazing. Yep. Okay, next. Okay, number two. What is one unusual habit or absurd thing that you love? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I've already stated my love for Us Weekly. Yes, you have. It goes even deeper. I watch Keeping Up with the Kardashians.
0: <laughs> don't look at me like hey, that. everyone's got their thing. You know, the Kardashians are yours. It's okay. They are. I just, I love them. I don't okay. even love to hate them. I just love them. That's that's. It's okay. absurd.
1: I know it is. I watched it with my sister the other day, and she was like, this is garbage. You can't watch this. You're filling your head with absolute trash. And I was like, I know. I know I am. Sometimes
0: you need a little bit of trash. Sometimes you need a little trash. All right, number three. Yep. What do you love most about living in Cortland? I love living here because
1: the community is a bunch of real down-home, smart people who are here for the long haul and here to make it better. Both of us came home
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and... Neither of us thought we were going to come home. Mm-mm. Hell no. And you're doing a lot to keep this community. Like you're, you're, you're ratcheting us up, and you're not the only one doing that. Right. And so that's the that's the meat and potatoes of what I love about Cortland. It's a great community. Awesome. I like that we can walk. I like that there's awesome things on Main Street. And. There's a lot of music here. Yeah.
0: I like that. Cool. Yeah. I like it too. So last question here. What is um, one big accomplishment of 2018 or something that you're super proud of doing this year? And you can totally be – you can totally brag. You don't have to try to be humble. Yeah. Let's let's hear about it. I love this. I
1: I love that question. (laughs) (laughs) My snaps to myself in 2018 are – Some of the things I said before, I learned to say no, Mm -hmm. I learned to clear my plate, and not to always keep on filling it back up with things that I shouldn't really necessarily be doing. I feel like I got to know myself a little bit more this year. Mm -hmm. And like, um, I did some personal development, feeling like I'm owning who I am, and taking my life kind of like by the horns. Mm -hmm. Felt good about that. had a great Porch Fest in 2018, just keeps getting better and better. That was really good. The band did really well in 2018. I feel like I'm thriving in my job. And one of my snaps to myself in 2018, mm-hmm. lastly, is that I feel like I learned to do makeup in 2018. Ooh. And that was a really good one for me. Congratulations. Thank you. <clears throat> Thank you Sephora tutorials and YouTube makeup tutorials. I will not go contouring. I will never go there. But I did a much better job with makeup in 2018.
0: (laughs) Thank you. This was really fun. I'm glad to come. Give us an excuse to come, hang out, and chat. So we'll have to do it again sometime. Yeah, loved it. All right, thanks a lot. All right, bye, Dane.